In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So when they saw that nor the, neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into boats and went looking for him. Um, and they found him on the other side of the sea, and they said, Rabbi, when did you get here? And Jesus, knowing that they weren't really looking for an answer to this question, but really were just looking for him, said, you don't, you're not asking because you're seeking. You're asking because you ate. You're not asking because you recognize the sign, but because you got your fill of the loaves. And so you're seeking for me now. And so do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life. And so this is this is very, very similar to the passage in chapter four with when Jesus encounters the Samaritan woman at the well. Right? You continue to seek water. Um, I'll give you water so you'll never thirst again. I'll give you water that wells up forever. Um, and, and in many ways, this this passage mirrors that's one person um, in in the encounter with Jesus and the Samaritan woman at the well. So it's a lot more um, personal. And this is this is broader, but but in many ways, the the characteristics are are quite similar as far as questioning, and ultimately, um, as as far as um, the testimony that's going to be that's going to be given that we'll see in a few weeks down the road. But today it really is, um, you know, what do we have to do? When Jesus says this, don't work for the food that perishes, but for the food that gives to eternal life, for it is on him that God the Father has set his seal. They said to him, what must we do to perform the works of God? Um, What do I have to do? And Jesus answers, this is the work of God that you believe. That you have faith, and and this isn't this isn't like a head belief. Obviously, this is a this is a um, a transformative uh, action belief. Um, in fact, in fact, the word faith um, is always in John's Gospel, uh, sort of the verb uh, faith, never really the noun faith. That you you need to have faith. You need to have belief. You need to enter into this experience. This this way of of being, um, where you where you trust in in this, you trust in who Jesus is. That Jesus is the Word of God who's descended. He's the Messiah, the Christ, and we'll see that a little bit more in Ephesians. But this is the reality. Jesus answered them, "Believe," and so this is what sign are you going to give to us? As if he didn't just give a sign, right? What sign um, are you going to give us? And, and this, this, you know, sort of is is not unlike the woman at the well, where she says, um, "Our ancestors say that uh, we worship on on this mountain, and you say we worship on you worship in Jerusalem. What's the right mountain, right?" Um, they begin to ask a question, like, well, "So, what sign, you know, are you going to give us? Our ancestors ate the manna in wilderness that Moses gave to them." And Jesus says, it is a Moses that gave you the manna from heaven. It was, it was God who gave you the manna from heaven. It was the God who rescued you out of slavery, out of bondage, 
and led you um, through the Red Sea and triumphed. The one who heard the cries of his people. This is the this is where manna came from. This is the one who fed you in the wilderness. Moses was the leader, but uh, Moses was not the one who provided you with manna. And the bread of God, which comes down from heaven, this is the bread that gives life to the world. And they said, sir, give us this bread always. And Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. I am the bread of life. And in this passage, then, as we connect almost the dots, um, really from last week to this week, um, we see the image of of one of those main um, themes in the history of Israel, that um, this is the Exodus, right? When they say, give us a sign, what sign are you gonna perform? Moses provided a bread um, from heaven. Moses led us through the Exodus. Jesus basically is saying, I am bringing you to a new Exodus. I am bringing you into um, true freedom. Freedom not just from slavery of peoples, not just slavery of nations, not just slavery of earth, but of, of slavery of sin, slavery of evil. I'm bringing you out of bondage, and I'm bringing you into the land of promise, into the land of hope, into the exodus. And I will provide you bread from heaven. I and the bread um, who's come down from heaven to give you this life. Have faith, have trust, believe in me. And so we see this, this sign that Jesus does of feeding the 5,000, multiplying the loaves and the fish, isn't just, isn't just a sign of compassion the way it is in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. It isn't just a sign of, of feeding and caring for, for people's physical as well as spiritual well-being. No, this is is pointing to something more. This is the exodus. This is the exodus in its fulfillment that's come to be, where the people of God are being led out of out of bondage into freedom, and Jesus is feeding them. He is the bread of life that comes down. He is the one who's going to bring forth new life, new food, new hope. And when you eat of this bread, you'll never hunger. And when you drink of the water that he gives us, we'll never thirst. And that's a, that's a much deeper reality of, of linking Jesus and the feeding of the 5,000 to the Exodus and to being led out of slavery and into, into lush grass, into, um, into rest. We have images almost of the, um, 
Psalm 23. Woo. It might be there. Um, you'll lead me beside green pastures and still waters. You'll restore my soul. Jesus is the bread of life um, that has come. And so we jump. We sort of left there, right? We pick up next week of the response of the crowd. But we, we leave there to go to um, Ephesians, where we start, therefore. Therefore, as you know, therefore means there's something that's come before. And really, we're, we're in the middle of the book of Ephesians, a little middle of the letter to the Ephesians. And the therefore that's in chapter four really refers to everything that's happened up to this point. And we've been talking about what's happened up to this point, up to this point, as he's writing to the Gentiles, you have been grafted basically into, into the, the life of God. You, through Jesus, have, have been made sons and daughters of God. The wall um, that used to be standing there that separated you um, has been torn down, has been eliminated, and you have been um, sealed by the Holy Spirit, marked as Christ's own forever, and all of that, right? All of these things, um, the seal of the promised Holy Spirit, the inheritance of the redemption, you are one in Christ. You used to be um, outside, and now you're in. Um, and nothing can separate you from God's love. Now to him, remember when we had that last week, now to him who by the power of working within us is able to accomplish more than we can ask or imagine, to him be glory to glory in the church in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Therefore, I beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you've been called, with all humility, with all gentleness, with all patience, bearing with one another in love and making every effort to maintain the unity of the spirits, the spirit and the bond of peace in Christ Jesus. And this word, um, this word that, that's being used is, in Greek, is, is like um, a scale, right, that balances. Therefore, you have, been, you have been given this by God. And so you need to live in a way that balances. That the scales are even. And not because... Not because we're, we're trying to earn God's love. We already know we have not earned God's love, right? We already know that God's love is greater, that God's love is deeper. But we're, we're called and invited to live such a way that, that it's balanced for the glory and love of God and humility and gentleness and patience, bearing with another in love, making an effort to live into the unity of spirit. Because, as then Paul goes on to say, we have that great baptism verse that we have in the prayer book when we have, when we have baptism. There is one body and one spirit, just as you are called to one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, above all, and through all, and in all. And it's interesting, right? I think this, this passage comes up occasionally on Trinity Sunday as well. And it's interesting because I think it, it does reflect that that Trinitarian glory. We usually we talk about the Trinity of being the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But instead, this is reversed, right? It's the Spirit of, that's working within us um, that reflects 
the the work of Jesus that's that is part that that therefore because of all these things the spirit of God is at work in us and we're called to this new life and this new life when we live through the power of the spirit we reflect that unity that peace that grace that glory that we are all one in Christ that all who've come to Christ are one sons and daughters, and heirs of that eternal kingdom. And we see this most clearly in the way that it's lived out in our life through the power of the Holy Spirit. And that, that life, that love, that humility, that gentleness, that power, points then to Jesus. Points to the one calling the one Lord, the one faith, the one baptism. And it's in that then that that leads us to God the Father, that leads us to the Creator, the one who's, who's given us Jesus, the one who sent the Spirit to us, the one who to whom we call upon, right? So in this trinitarian um, acclamation here we have the spirit the son the father first Um, where paul really is making the point that it's the spirit of god working in you that demonstrates the true love and life that you have in jesus that demonstrates the gift that you have, that demonstrates that you've received that gift and taken hold of that gift and you've you've made that gift your own by seeking to live into that gift, into that love. And that Paul goes on to talk about, um, you know, the end where he says, um, the speaking the truth in love, we must grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ from whom the whole body joined and knit together by every ligament with which it is equipped as each part is working properly promotes the body's growth and building itself up in love. In other words, our, our role um, is, in, is to increase the body of Christ, um, to encourage the body of Christ, to lead the body of Christ, to expand the body of Christ, in the unity of the church. And we see it's bookended by love, right? Speaking the truth in love, building itself up in love. All that we do comes from the love of God in Christ Jesus, which leads us back sort of to that, to the, the um, what do we need to do? Wait, right, what do we need to do to get this bread? You need to believe, you need to have faith. And ultimately what that is, as Jesus says later to his disciples is, um, love one another as I've loved you. This is the new command that I'll give you. If you do this, all will know that you're my disciples. All will know. Um, There's a big whole other list of things that I could give you. But ultimately, ultimately, if we love, if we build up in love, if we encourage one another in love, if we speak the truth in love, if we put aside 
our ambitions, our wants, our desires for the unity and the hope of Christ. We reflect what it is to believe, reflect what it is to be balanced, right? To balance that life, that life that God has given us and how we respond living fully in the spirit of God. And the rest of this chapter of, of Ephesians really is, is meant to, to expound upon what it means to, to live fully in the power and presence of God. What does it mean to, to truly take hold of, of that love, of that, of that um, gift of, of inheritance, of being set free, of being included and being made a child of God, of being sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked as Christ's. That's what this means. Um, and so over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking not just at, not just at um, this, this uh, aspect in, uh, in John's gospel of the bread of life, which continues for, for three more weeks, but also in Ephesians, um, looking at the way that we're, we're called um, to live. For these, these two um, books really mirror themselves are these two passages sort of sort of build and and intermesh with themselves to to how it is that we're to to embrace our faith and live out fully the glory and power of god and and so i pray therefore um that you may you may come and seek um and live a life worthy to the power and joy of God who set you free, who's delivered you from the bondage of sin and brought you into the land of promise in his kingdom. Amen.